Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. I was drinking my coffee this morning and I'm enjoying Gloria Jean's, yep, kicking it old school with some K-Cups, butter toffee. Very good. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I love, I do love everything about coffee. I know that's shocking to people who are listening to me right now. Hence, leaderships, right? But, um, yeah, I was sipping my coffee, smelling my coffee, like just the whole, like, feeling of it, right? It's not just the taste. It's also the aroma. It's also the environment, everything. And then I started thinking about metaverse, this whole metaverse concept. And it's popped up in a couple of conversations I've had with people lately. It's like, what is this metaverse I keep hearing about? What is it? What is it? What is it making sense of? I've heard it's the future of the Internet. It's how we're all going to interact with each other one day and blah, blah, blah. And so my my head immediately goes to Ready Player One, which, by the way, was a fantastic book. And it was a great movie, too. A lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. And if you need a definition of what the metaverse is, essentially, the idea is a little squishy. But it's taking what we know of VR, virtual reality, and augmented reality, AR, and even like third-dimensional computing, if you will, and basically creating a a universe, if you will, where superheroes live. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Where you can interact and do things with other people and socialize and shop and all those things like as an avatar, so an avatar of yourself. But the way that they're talking about, at least in a lot of the tech CEOs and leaders and Zuckerberg and others are talking about it is that this will be um, something that never shuts off so like if you're playing a game now I'm going to go even more old school so I grew up on I mean I remember Pong I was pretty little when it came out but I remember Pong and you know kind of a silly boring game but nice and simple Um, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong like all the 80s games were more my jam and I'll be honest with you and my husband is a total gamer and we have this debate a lot I like the games that are just really simple. Even Super Mario Brothers, when Nintendo came out, I think I was in junior high or high school, and when Nintendo came out, um, what I liked about too, it's like there's one path. You have one way of doing things, and that's it. And when you die, you go back to the start, and it is what it is. Just like if you're playing Qbert, and you light up all the pyramids or you don't, if a snake jumps down on you and gets you, you jump off the thing, you start over. It's just one way of thinking. And to me, that's the brain candy of video games. It's like playing, playing Candy Crush on your phone um, or really simple like the bubble pop type games or something. Like to me, that's what video games are. Just simple, straightforward. I can stop at any time. I can pause at any time. I can move on. So my husband plays multi-online player games. Um, I think they're multi-mass. I think they're MMOs. Forgive me. I'm not a gamer, clearly. And I get so annoyed sometimes. I'll be like, okay, you ready to go grab dinner? Are you ready to go here? Ready to go here? He's like, I can't pause. I can't pause my game. I'm I'm in the middle of a battle. I'm in the middle of a something, a mission, whatever. 
And I just don't understand that concept. What do you mean you can't pause a game? Like, it's a game. Just stop playing at any given time. He's like, no, because I'm playing with other people. And we're in the middle of a mission. You can't just drop. And you can't. You have to go to a safe spot in the game or something. Like, And then you can say, hey, I'm going to come back later or whatnot. That's too much for me. And I've watched him even play some of these games. And, and I don't get motion sickness. Like, I love things like... Um, when they had the void, uh, if anybody's done the void, oh my gosh, super cool. You put on these like goggles and you put on these vests and everything and you do like feel and smell and you're going through a game where you have a mission to complete or whatnot. It is really cool. And, but then it's done, right? And so, but when he's doing his computer games online, it's like, it, the screen moves and you can go a hundred different ways and you can do this you can do that and I'm like oh my gosh that's just too complicated for me I want to go straight back to like Super Mario Brothers Miss Pac-Man Donkey Kong something that it's a very simple task to be done and if you don't complete it oh well you die and there's one or maybe two ways if you're getting crazy to do it um, again I'm not dogging people who game out there I'm really not I just think that the more complex we get with immersing ourselves into these worlds that aren't real concerns me and I will tell you why I look at the internet today and I I grew up so I am 45 years old I did not I'm not a digital native for what they say I barely people I think maybe a handful of people I knew had a cell phone here and there in high school um my grandfather had a phone in his car and wow that was freaking cool we did not have the internet. Um, that was barely a thing when I was in my 20s. And so I remember still using, I mean, we used Apple computers when I was a kid. And it was basically to play Oregon Trail in the computer lab at school. I mean, so I didn't grow up using a computer. It wasn't part of my life. I didn't have cell phones. I was definitely, I grew up in the 80s and graduated high school in 94. So that'll give you an idea of like the technology I grew up with. Now, what I love, I love technology. I love everything about digital connecting. And I am a social person. So for me, social media is my jam. Like, I love the fact that I can connect and stay connected with so many thousands of people all across the globe and kind of get a glimpse into their lives every day. And they can glimpse into mine. And I think it's just, it's an exciting and fun way to just see what's going on around the world. I think I wish so badly I had Google when I was, you know, doing term papers in, in high school and college. Like, we had straight-up Encyclopedia Britannica, okay? And that's the extent of your knowledge. Um, but what's really interesting is, like, if you think about even just the past 20 years, how technology has accelerated so much. Like, the gas pedal has just been put on um, from all of, you know, not just using the web, social media, streaming services, all of it, right? And it's it's awesome. I think it's amazing. But here's where my concerns come. And here's why I'm talking about this in the vein of leadership is like, but the people part of everything is still not accelerated, in my opinion. So let me bear with me in this thought. I worry that we have gone technologically and digitally way past what mentally, emotionally, and um, you know, just like where we are as humans in terms of our social intelligence, our emotional intelligence, our resilience, our mental resilience, our resilience in general. And I feel like that to me all came to a head during this time, this COVID time and pandemic time, is that we really unfortunately saw 
what happens when people have massive amount of adversity and change, they can't handle it in a lot of ways. And I think that the danger of creating universes, in my opinion, that aren't real, or being a keyboard warrior and sitting behind and hiding behind a computer and like spouting off with the mouth at everything online to people you don't even know. It's like, guys, we haven't, we haven't like conquered and I don't think we ever will. And that sounds really negative and pessimistic. I don't think we ever will really wrap our head around the fact that us as humans, we got a lot of issues and we have a lot of like emotional issues, mental health issues, all these things. I really would love us to focus more on the people part of it. And you cannot solve that with technology and digital mechanisms. In fact, I think all it's going to do is keep making it worse. You have people who struggle with mental health today. And some of that is because we are not helping people with, you know, education and programs and helping them understand and build resilience and strength of of heart, mind, and soul and physicality, right? So what's going to happen when you're giving them, stick on this, you know, Oculus or this goggles or whatever. I'm not dissing a brand, so don't get crazy. But like what happens when you stick those on? It's like, oh, it's okay. Go ahead and escape. Go ahead and go into that world. It'll be fine. Don't worry about anything else. And then you can be somebody you're not. You can be whoever you want to be. Oh, that sounds so beautiful and dreamer, right? But it's not real and it's not reality. And so what then is going to happen to people's psyche when they, those lines become so incredibly blurred that you no longer can tell what's real and what's not? And I fear that we're just, this was the great experiment, if you will. We are so not there yet social media and I don't blame platforms in fact I think the platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram I think they need to stay out of it I don't believe in censorship I don't care how hateful and stupid people get on social media and I know that that is not a popular opinion but to me that's censorship and I don't think we should censor people no matter how ridiculous they sound it's like well then turn them off don't follow them don't ignore it you don't have to be on social media like it's an option. We have freedoms like that. To me, it's that freedom. What what I wish we would do more is stop trying to like censor it or filter it or put band-aids on the problem. How about we get to the root cause of why people even behave like that to begin with and why people feel they can go spout off the mouth for whatever they think and believe to begin with and why people are so gullible that they fall for anything people say online it's like we're blaming the wrong people we're blaming the people like who who you know journalists who write the stories and reporters who write the stories I mean yeah I have opinions about you know journalism should you know fact check and do their due diligence and be objective which that no longer exists anymore it's like please pick a periodical or pick a news station they all have an agenda they all have their own way of thinking but what I'm saying is like I believe yes the accountability needs to go back on you And that to me is leading yourself, is looking at what you're reading, hearing what you're saying and going, hmm, I'm going to dig into that a little more or I'm going to read this or I'm going to look at this or I'm going to get a good 360 view of something and then I'm going to make up my own mind and then I'm going to think and I'm going to pause and decide how I want to portray myself in the social universe, if you will, right? Because that's where we are today. We have a social universe. I... I would love for us to stop trying to band-aid the technology and the platforms and filters and all that and go back to the root cause of this is 
why are people acting that way to begin with? Why do people feel like it's okay to be that way with people they don't even know online? Like, would you go up to someone in a grocery store and tell them their politics are wrong and just start going off on them? Probably not. And so anyway, I kind of rabbit trail, but to me, it's all a way to say humankind is not ready for this metaverse concept. And I'll give you some sips to talk a little bit more about why I really think that that's the case. I think first sip, let's think about why, what appeals to you about being in a fictional world and why. And I think that that's a thread that we need to pull into and pull. And for me, I really do worry that the more we put and dangle out this fictional world out there for people, the more that they're going to be completely immersed in that and forget about what reality is. And I hate to break it to everybody, but there is no such thing as escapism. We we all do it a little bit, right? We do it when we go and binge a Netflix show. And hey, I do that. And we do it when, unfortunately, people escape in really um, detrimental ways to their own health, like in drugs and alcohol and, you know, pornography or whatever. And so there are really bad ways to escape. And then there are the not so bad ways to escape. But But fundamentally... All of those things is still just trying to avoid the problem, whatever that problem may be. You're just trying to like, I just don't want to deal with that right now. I'm going to go into a world that's that's telling me someone else's story or a world in this case, if you had a metaverse, that you could just go into and be whatever and create whatever and create an alternate reality, if you will. And that to me is not healthy. Because that is where you are going to start seeing, I believe, more and more of that. And then what happens to the real world, the real, touchable, tangible human world. Next tip. People don't know how to balance. Unfortunately, I think it's also evident that as humans, we tend to swing the pendulum really far one way or the other way. And so when you create this type of a metaverse situation, alternate reality... I can see people going all in a little bit too much. Because see, my thing is, I don't think there's harm in the AR, VR functionality of a game and a moment in time when you can like log into something, put your goggles on and play like a fun game with people or do something cool with people um, in that type of a set. I think that's very cool. My concern is that people don't, won't know how to put it in check and how to keep it in balance and not be so addicted to it that that becomes their new reality. If you go back to the Ready Player One example, for those of you who are familiar with the book or the movie, it wasn't just goggles that they were wearing. They were in full tactile suits, head to toe, that had little, and I'm going to get the tech wrong, but it's like basically you would feel and sense and smell everything, although as though it was a real reality that you were in, like it was real and tangible. And to me, that just sends up all kinds of red flags for, again, escaping what is actually reality in our human tangible earth versus what you're creating kind of in your own mind and with other people. And I think there are a lot of dangers to that. And I think the dangers that do exist on the internet and social media and the predatorial natures and the catfishing and all that stuff will only be magnified. And, you know, I know I've read articles, too, about concern about, oh, bullying will be even worse and hate speech will be even worse because you could 
almost like physically in your not you know unrealistic world but you could go and beat up people or you do whatever and it's like that's not even the part that concerns me again I mean that's not good don't get me wrong but I go back to again this is like creating this alternate reality for yourselves and you know where are people going to start spending more of their time and in the grand scheme of things why do you think big tech and other companies want something like this well, so they can feed you whatever they want. They can feed you ads. They can feed you, you know, make suggestions around, here, you should go do this. You should buy this. You should have this. And it'll be so, so easy to just grab and click and switch and, you know, purchase things. And and also, frankly, to be kind of brainwashed into and desensitized to whatever is in there that can convince you of ide- ideologies and different things. And I know that sounds like, okay, Carla, now you sound like a conspiracy theorist. But but think about what that is. You know, you take something, and there's plenty of studies and research that have happened for 50-plus years around even just commercials on TV and the way advertising works. And, and I'm not saying it's all wrong and horrible. I mean, we're all trying to sell our businesses in different ways, right? But think about when you are fully immersed in that and it's almost like disguised in other things and disguised in a world that becomes even harder, I think, to differentiate between, oh, that's an advertisement for a restaurant or a product, et cetera, versus like truly immersing yourself in that product and engaging. So anyway, I do think that there's just a lot of dangers around things like that and People And we're already looking at humanity as not really being mentally and emotionally strong, especially right now. So when you have vulnerable populations and vulnerable people and who aren't able to do that and some gullibility truly in it too, this they're ripe for the picking in those types of things. And I think then you have these, these big tech and other companies then taking advantage of that. And where does that really end? I, I don't know if anyone's watched that show. I think it's called Upload on Prime. I watched it sometime last year. And it was the concept of right before you die and those minutes before you die that you can actually upload your consciousness into essentially a cloud or a computer system and live out, your soul lives out for eternity in this virtual world. And I mean, the show was interesting to me in the sense of, oh, dear Lord, I could totally see us trying to do something that ridiculous at some point um, in humanity. It's because we have this, you know, innate fear of, of death and a desire for immortality. And I do think that concepts like that are kind of fostered from movies and media and such, too, that we see. Um, but... Are we really that far off? I mean, I don't think that in the way, of course, they did it was plausible. And again, I'm no scientist or anything. But but this is still like the mental thinking and the brain thinking of how we're pushing and pushing that envelope beyond what truly is beyond what human capacity for all of that mental stability, emotional intelligence strength and resilience of mind I don't think we are there yet we are just not ready for these things yet and our focus to me is all in the wrong things and the last step leaders need to stay grounded in reality so no matter what happens with digital technical platforms and again I love the tools I absolutely do but it's so important to not lose sight of the humanity as a leader and the human condition, if you will, of your teams, of your people, of the people around you, it's so, so critical. 
because at the end of the day, that's who we are. We are flesh and we are blood and we are souls and we are hearts and we are minds. And that, and the complexity and the messiness of that is what makes life so beautiful. And I don't want to escape that. And I don't think leaders should escape that. We need to deal with the problems head on. We need to deal with what the world's throwing at us right now head on. And yeah, it's been a really rough, gosh, going on what, almost three years now it feels like? I don't know, 2020 part three or part two. And it has been really rough and a lot of adversity, a lot of change, a lot of sadness, a lot of sorrow, a lot of fear. But we can't lead from those places. We can't lead from a place of fear. We can't lead from a place of escapism and ignoring and avoiding and I feel like these concepts of the metaverse is going to lead down a meta leadership path that we we just shouldn't and can't go down if we are truly going to help people be the best versions of themselves and help them grow and help them develop and help them find their careers and their passions and whatever that may look like and I don't think any metaverse is going to do that um It will be really interesting to see where this goes. I think it's also really fascinating that a lot of our Gen Z generations are more into face-to-face and they're all about even bringing back retro cool things like typewriters, you know, something I grew up with before there was computers and, and handwritten notes and stationery and cards and kind of going back into like the retro communication tools. So I'm very fascinated to see where this actually goes and if this will be something that society embraces and accepts or will it be something that actually maybe even pushes us back even more to just the fundamental ways that we can connect head-to-head, heart-to-heart with other humans. And to me, that's where leadership happens. That's where growth happens. That's where legacy happens. And that's all reality and that's where reality happens and that's where leaders we need to ground ourselves and each other in and speaking of grounds I'm gonna go get another cup of coffee and it's gonna be a real delicious hot steaming cup of coffee that no metaverse could ever replicate thank you for having a cup of coffee with me For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leaderships on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.